Oh, God is good. Amen. Well, uh, I, I think there's something I want to sh- share for a minute, at least. Um, I, when Pastor Bill was opening up the service, and he kept saying, well, we know there's going to be worship. There's no, no, we know there's going to be preaching. I'm over there saying, I don't know if there's going to be preaching. <laughs> Maybe he was ahead of the game, I guess, on that. Because I, I, if you don't, if you know me, I try not to preach in these services. I'd rather it be all sh- shouting, running, prophesying, <laughs> praying for the sick, or whatever. Just you know. Nevertheless, you got to say what you got to say. And, uh, and and so I want to say a couple things. We'll see where it goes. Uh, if you have a Bible, uh, look with me at the book of Luke, chapter five. Luke chapter 5, I was impressed while we were worshiping uh, with some of the things that came out in my exhortation, which I think I shouted my voice a little too strong. (laughs) If I sound raspy, I should have learned by now. (laughs) It's not my first rodeo, but I still do it to myself sometimes in these services. It gets so loud and so, ah, glory. But at least the walls come down. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so in that, uh, what, what I perceive is uh, a, a need, and when I say I perceive that, it's, it's, this is for us, we're here right now, there is a need to have the correct mindset regarding um, our lives and our relationship with God and the victories we we want to walk in. Uh, there's an incorrect mentality. There's a biblical mentality. And if we don't watch it, it's so easy to slip into worldly thinking and uh, unbelieving thinking instead of kingdom mentality. And so uh, Jesus was teaching, and you know, the Pharisees were giving him a hard time, and they don't like the way that he did things, and they kept trying to, you know, quote all their the laws and traditions and so forth, and then Jesus would uh, bring some messages. I'm looking for my verse here. Um, I'm in the book of Mark. I t- did I tell you Mark or Luke? Yes. I, I thought it was right there. It's gone. <laughs> it erased. <laughs> That's from Back to the Future. It erased. Uh, Mark, Luke 5, 36. 5, 36. Then he spoke a parable to them saying, no one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the, the new uh, makes a tear and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. I think most of us can understand how clothes shrink. You ever have a shrinking clothes problem? <laughs> I don't mean because you eat too much and then oh my clothes got smaller <laughs> no they didn't no but seriously like when your youngest daughter uh, go, goes ahead and takes the laundry out of the washer and puts it in the dryer and then runs it and she dried stuff that weren't, wasn't supposed to be dried because it goes you know and then you have shirts that go like this Grr. 
Anyway, the, the principle of the old and the new, you sow, you sow something that hasn't shrunk with something that has, and then it's going to be all messed up. They don't go together. Um, he goes on to say, uh, verse 37, and no one puts a new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. We don't probably have as much experience with that, but I think we can easily see the principle when, when the wineskins would, would already be, um, they would change with the first batch of wine. Uh, you couldn't, well, you just read it there, because I can't explain it accurately, but they burst. You got to have the new wine skins. Okay, let me just please stay with that. Uh, it'll be ruined, but new wine must be put into new wine skins, and both are preserved, okay? And so there's a, uh, there's a principle he's teaching here, and obviously, if you know God and what he's trying to do, uh, what he was doing is, in one sense, you could say he wanted to move in take residency within us, and, and so we needed to be um, prepared for that. We needed to be made ready, thus the new birth, okay? When someone gets born again, now they can be a container, a house of the living God, right? Now he can walk in our skin around. But before someone's born again, uh, it, it wasn't that way. Okay, not everyone could just uh, be filled with God. But he prepared us by taking out the old sin nature and putting in uh, the new man, or now the righteousness of God in Christ. And so we, we fit with what he wants to do. Okay, uh, some of what, what he's teaching here has to do with the old ways versus the new ways. Okay, the Pharisees were promoting the old system. Okay, we could say the old covenant versus the new covenant. And they, they, you can't mix them together and really have success. You have to leave behind the, the le legality mentality. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> uh, the law and, and enter into a new covenant that he was trying to slowly introduce to them, the new ways of doing things. And how many know in, in our lives today, if we're, if we're not clear on what is an Old Testament mentality versus a new, we confuse the Bible and we confuse our relationship with God. In other words, it's difficult to experience the, the full blessings of the new covenant if we still have the mentality and behavior of the old covenant. Yeah? Uh, so, so you have to you have to be delivered from the old in order to enter into the new. Okay, I think there's a principle. There's a direct application of the law and so forth. There's a principle there. I think that applies to all of us in in this regard that we uh, we, we need to not uh, live in the past. <laughs> we need to let go of some old ways of thinking some old ways of believing or even conducting ourselves so that we can cooperate with the Spirit of God and His, His generous nature, His, His, the victory that we have in Christ. Okay? One of the, one of the ways that, uh, that seems to be per pervasive in Christians around the world today in regards to old versus new is the looking for 
a victory, looking for God's blessing. I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to obtain uh, God's, um, God's will instead of uh, seeing ourselves in already possessing and already being in on the victory side. So, so if, you, if, you, if, you and I, if we were born before Jesus came, that would be the proper mentality. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. I don't mean they had no promises. They did. But as far as the Messiah and so forth, they were looking. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's, he's coming. He's coming. But now in our side of this, if we're still doing that, so this is Jesus and the cross. This is the Old Testament. This is the New. Now we come over into the New Testament. If we're still saying it's going to be great, it's going to be, I believe it's going to happen. I believe it's going to be. Then we've missed the, the, the correct mindset. And we're old cloth, new cloth. You know, old wine skin, new wine. You know, we're mixing things up. We need to come on over into the new covenant and embrace the Lord, embrace life in Christ and through Christ and see through that lens. What is that lens? It's a lens of, of Jesus already won on our behalf. Satan is already defeated, right? Um, it's a, it's, it's a place of blessing. Um, one, of the, one of the things you can note if you read uh, the, the letters to the churches like Ephesians is a big one. Ephesians is a big one. Colossians is a big one. But others as well. You'll notice the past tense nature of many of the words. Okay? And, uh, like Ephesians 1, 2. Um, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It doesn't say he's going to. It says he has. And you'll find that past tense verbiage is used again and again and again. We have been redeemed. We have been delivered. We have been transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love. Right? We have been healed. You know, when we talk about healing, we know Isaiah says, by his stripes you are healed. He's prophesying. And then Peter quotes him and says, by his stripes we were healed. First Peter 2.24. So he looks and, sa- and he puts it in the past tense. What happens in modern uh, days, it happens in a lot of music. In fact, our team is great. A lot of times they have to change the tenses of the words, though. Because you got great anointed songwriters who don't know the word. Okay, and I'm not trying to criticize in my criticism. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but it's true. I mean, people have the right heart sometimes, but just they're not grounded in the word. And, and, and so they, they have this mentality of we're, we're crying out. We're, we're crying out. We're, we're trying to get. And, and everything is put in the, in the present or future tense of God saving us and so forth instead of looking and saying, he did save me. I am the redeemed. You know what I'm talking about? And, and that's the mentality we need to have. If, you, if you're a believer, and this is a believer's meeting, so I'm going to make the assumption. If you're a believer and you get hands laid on you or something for healing, that's okay, but, but here's the mentality. I'm not the sick trying to get something that God, I'm just wanting God to give it to me or I'm trying to get. No, I'm basically exercising the rights of my redemption. I'm taking a stand. I'm, I have faith that 
through the laying on of hands. It'll be a point of release for my faith, and it'll be a point of power going into me. But again, it's not me getting something that I don't already have. Okay, and I know that might be a totally new mentality for some, but it's exactly what Jesus taught here in a measure and, and throughout the New Testament, the apostles wrote about this, about the, the finished work of the cross. Okay, we don't need Jesus to die for us again. <laughs> he done did. He done did all the dying he needs to do, <laughs> right? He done did all the suffering. It was sufficient, it was enough. And one of the things we say, or sometimes I'll put this in my salvation prayer when I'm leading people to the Lord on, on Sunday morning, I'll say, uh, uh, you know, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You, you paid for, you, uh, sometimes I'll add this part, other times I don't. I believe that your death was sufficient to wash away all my sins. I mean, that's a, that's a basic doctrine of all Christianity. I mean, all real Christians believe that, okay? Once you start saying, Jesus did this, and then I must. When someone says, well, you need to receive the Jesus, but then you need to live right, I want to say, stop right there. You trying to add your living to the price that Jesus paid? No, I want to live right, but my living right is not saving me, right? No, Jesus alone, his sacrifice sufficient, 100%. You want to add something to it? There's plenty of religions that'll help you with that. And it'll be, you know, oh yeah, we believe in the grace of God, you know, and then this and this and this and this. You know, those, those, that, uh, those people that come to the doors, not the ones on bikes, but the other ones. <laughs> they, some of them came to, came to my door. <laughs> and and I, I, you know, some, some time ago, and I said, well, why would I, you know, why would I, want to, you know, believe what you believe or be a part of your, your religion because I'm already saved. I'm forgiven of all my sins. I have a relationship with God. I'm right with God. What can you add to that? I mean, I'm already filled with the Spirit. I enjoy the Lord. I'm, uh, what are you offering me that I don't have? <laughs> Bondage, <laughs> guilt. Now, they didn't say that, but... The, uh, uh, but, it, but I, it, you know, I went on to explain about, which they know because they've talked, they've knocked on a few doors. Uh, they know what people like me are going to say on some level. They know, maybe not that first part that might've been fresh, uh, <laughs> but, but I say, you know, it's the grace of God that's, that, that, that saves us. Oh yes. We believe in, in God's grace. No, you don't. No, you don't. I said, I said that means, uh, that, means that, that, that I'm saved by what he did alone, and what I do doesn't matter at all. What I do doesn't matter at all. And I push it to extremes like that, extreme statements, to get them to buckle. Because they don't believe it. They want you to toe the line, and, that's, and your salvation is contingent upon it. Which with them, you're never going to be a part of the 144,000 anyway. So... <laughs> but that's another subject. Uh, if you don't know what that is, that so a lot of you do, obviously. Or, but how do I get a fun off on that? <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the mentality we have in receiving from God, it's just we are victorious in Christ. In Christ. You can be 
broke <laughs> and feeling low and have problems in your body. But when you get saved, positionally, all that is, is done with. Our, all we're doing in teaching and coming together is getting our brain to catch up with reality. Is getting our mentality to catch up what God did instantly in us when we were born again. See, when you were born again, he didn't leave anything out. Well, I forgive your sins, but, you know, as far as blessings and finances and emotional health and, you know, physical healing, well, you'll get that as you grow. No, you won't. You got it all instantaneously. It's a package deal. It is. You have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The devil is defeated and under your feet. I mean, that's your position. It's my position. Ephesians 2 says we were raised together with him and we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ. That's true that from the moment someone gets born again, they're seated right as much with Jesus as someone who's been walking with God 50 years. The person who has no prayer life is just as much, but has received the Lord, is just as much seated with Christ as the person who prays three hours a day. Yeah. So you can't say that, then people won't pray. No, they will if they, if they understand the Lord. If they, under, if they really fall in love with the Lord, they will. And, and you know, and we'll teach you to. Yeah. But I'm just saying your, your, our position doesn't change. And so whenever we pray, we're praying as those whom the Lord has already given, uh, given peace and given rest and given hope and given victory and, 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 and healing. It's already, it's already there. And I need, to, I need to tie New Testament, New Covenant thinking with my new birth. I'm a new creation in Christ. I need to th- make myself think this way. This is, why, uh, this is why we like to celebrate here. We like to celebrate with, with worship that is celebratory. I don't mean it's all. Some of it's more contemplative, but we always like to have a good dose of celebration songs. What's that song we did Sunday? Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, Every praise is to our God. Don't you love that? Every word. I don't know. I like songs that make you. And they have good words. Every praise. Not, oh, Lord, help. Oh, God. (laughs) No. We're, We're happy. We got a song in our heart, a skip in our step. There's joy in our meetings. Yeah. It would be totally appropriate if all we did is came and just sang and got happy. Just praise the Lord. I mean, no, what, no one ha- repented? Well, you know, you don't have to repent all the time. <laughs> I mean, if you got something specific you're doing wrong or you need to change, then do that. Then change and do that differently. But that's not the focus of our lives in Christ. We repented when we came to Jesus. We already changed directions. And now I'm with him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So it's not all about, um, about 
it's not all about trying to just uh, overcome problems. We don't want to be problem-minded. You know, there are a lot of times that's, that when people forget about their, their issues or their, even their sicknesses, that in an atmosphere of praise, they leave. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if while we were just shouting earlier that some people got free from some problems, some physical problems, some mental issues and bondages. And uh, can, did, is that true? I mean, because any, can anyone say, I did get a healing or something? Yeah, over here we did. Praise God. Anybody else? Another one over here and over here and over here and over here. Good, good. Over here. Good. Amen. Another one back there. Good. I should have started counting because then it gets exciting. Another one back here. I see that hand. Can I see another? <laughs> Amen. Hey, Pastor Mickey, why don't you share for a moment? Um, uh, sh- share the, 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 the brief synopsis thing of that thing you uh, talked about at man camp a couple years ago. <laughs> Brief? <laughs> he knows me. <laughs> you know, just, yes, uh, yes, just for a minute about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Because we talked about it. Yeah. 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 Just share that principle a minute. Okay. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Help me remember. No. <laughs> Here in case you need help. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. What's on that other side? No, I believe what Pastor, well, I know what Pastor Mark's referring to, that message. In essence, I was a delegated responsibility to teach on worship at man camp a couple of years ago. And I did this on purpose. For one, I knew it, one, I knew there wasn't, there going to be any ladies there. So I'm like, oh, God, how good is this worship going to be? But I tell you what, it's awesome. It was awesome at man camp. And, uh, but I, I, I began off by, like, just we don't feel anything, right? How many of you feel the anointing right now? You don't feel a, one single thing. You may not even be hardly awake yet, right? You may be tired. You may not want to be here necessarily or whatever at this time. Right, just right track. <laughs> we'll go, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll say that, Lord. I'll say that, Lord. <laughs> um, so, so from that place, right, you don't have to feel anything. But similar to what Pastor Mark is exhorting earlier, I love the word whatever you said about focusing on not what's seen, but what you've already said and then all that. So from that same spirit, does that make sense? You ever used to be following? Yeah, it makes sense to you, amen. <clears throat> because of that, because what the Lord has already done, that is truth. And if you will connect with that truth and take a step of faith, then the next thing you'll know, you'll be walking in the spirit because you're walking in truth. And so the word of God talks about that the true worshipers shall worship him in spirit 
and in truth. Not just like, oh God, come by here, Lord. Come by, Yah, please don't pass over me. No, on, on the contrary, saying and declaring out of your heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, declaring who he is, worshiping him out of revelation. And as you're worshiping him with truth, that is what the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness with. The Holy Okay, the Holy Spirit is not going to bear witness like, oh, Lord, I know I've been trying hard. Just help me just to live for you more greatly. I just love you and just help me do better, Lord. I, I applaud the sincerity, but that is not who you are in Christ. You may feel like a dirty, low-down dog and may have just done something wrong last night or last week, but like, thank you, Jesus, for the blood, right? And then go back to declaring who you are in him. And as you do, he'll bear witness with that. And then the, the word, then he will quicken you. The, the, the Psalm 119 verse 130 says the entrance of his word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. So in other words, instead of confusion and darkness and oh, all of my feelings keep flowing out of me, Lord, Lord. It's like when light and truth come out of you, then the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness to that. The entrance of his word gives light. That light goes off in your heart and when the light is there, faith is present. You start worshiping him in faith. The Holy Spirit bears witness with that and then he starts quickening you. And then it's like you get to watch the supernatural ministry of the Holy Spirit take place. And like the old saying says, you don't miss the supernatural looking for the spectacular. Right, But he, the Holy Spirit will lead you from this verse to this verse, and then he'll lead you to this verse, and he'll just keep bringing things to your remembrance that Jesus has said to you. That's a verse of Scripture, right? And uh, so that's one another reason why I let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The more you have on the inside of you, the more he can draw from and pull from. And as we said at man camp, I was never really a drinker, so to speak, but I, I did hear, you know, of different I don't even know, Pastor Doug, can you help me? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's up, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's on right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Maybe I'll get Taylor to help me. I know he can help me too. Yeah. <laughs> but, like there's like 80 proofs. I don't know. The more, the more, the more higher proof. Do you know, brother? <laughs> I know you do. If you know Craig Baxter, I know you do. <laughs> All right, I should, I should stop right now. What's the, what's the deal? Like the more proof it is or whatever, the higher the proof, the, the richer it is, right? The richer it is, the quicker you're going to. I mean, like I know if you're drinking some Corona or some, some beer, right, versus tequila shots, you're gonna, you may be watching a, two ball games and like, okay, uh, you know, who's going to drive home? But if you're drinking tequila, just a few shots, right? And you're like, whoa, right? So the point, <laughs> all right, I'm done. <laughs> you wanna clean that up, Pastor Mike? The, the point being is that. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was a good word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got 21. <laughs> the, the point being, uh, the, the point being, you're not drinking some mad dog. I know that's some old thing or something. Some mad dog and, or, or having some paper sack with a 40 on, you know, paper with a 40 on. 
You're ingesting the real stuff, right? So the, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The richer your word is of revelation, the more filled, quicker, so to speak, you're going to get. And I used to, and I did make this statement up there, was that, you know, the man count. Like, all of you guys, you, you, you know, your wife's praying for you and all this stuff. And, like, you want to do the right thing. Right. And from your heart, you you like you have that in your heart. And so you make that commitment. And yet you don't have the confidence that you can carry through with that. You're willing. Your heart wants to from the inside. But yet you don't have the confidence that you'll follow through with it because there's too much of like us. Just guys. It's just man. The woman's more spiritual. It's like that's hogwash. That is not the word. That's the mad dog. That's not the real good stuff, all right? So, all good? Hallelujah. Thank you. Now, uh, this, is a, this is a word, uh, incompatibility incompatibility. There are some ways of thinking, of speaking, of praying, of acting that are incompatible with the new covenants and with the Holy Spirit. And so some things that are said, even out of sincerity, are not compatible with the Spirit. What Pastor Mickey is saying the Spirit's not going to move on that. And it's the Spirit who gives life. Right? So I need, I need the Word and I need the working of the Spirit in my life. And if I'm not giving Him anything to work with, I don't get, I don't get the victory. I don't get the healing. I don't get the blessing. I don't get it in manifestation. You know, Genesis, the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep. And then God said, let there be. And that's when, um, that's when, the miraculous, that's when creative power was uh, on display because you had the Word and the Spirit. And sometimes what we're doing is we're saying things and we're saying, well, this is true. This is really how I feel. You know, this is, this is me just being me. Well, stop being you then. <laughs> You're not being the real you. You're being the old you who died with Christ. Dead people aren't supposed to talk. And if I was crucified with Christ, what is he doing having a say-so in my life? Right? And so what we want to do, again, let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. You know, uh, Mark 16, he says the Lord went work, the, the disciples went everywhere. The Lord worked with them and confirmed his word with signs following. What if they didn't preach any word? No signs. What do you mean no signs, no miracles, no healings, no, no manifestations of the Spirit of God without the Word? So preaching the Word is not just about what someone does from a pulpit with a microphone in a church or in, a, in an organized setting. Preaching the Word is what all Christians ought to do regularly. It doesn't always look like preaching. So I'm not a preacher. You had better get to preaching to your own circumstances. You'd better get to preaching to your own body. 
to your own mind. What do I mean by preaching? Just simply declaring what God has said. Instead of sincerely, truthfully describing who you're not in Christ. <laughs> Amen. So we're just, we want to be compatible. It's like, you know, you know the ports on your computer and sometimes you've got a USB and or now there's USB-A and USB-C and, and you got the wrong, you ever had that? That doesn't, you know, and then Apple took all the ports away. And they just have, it's like, ah, what am I gonna, how am I plug my stuff in? Well, I wonder if the Holy Spirit's ever doing that <laughs> with us. They are incompatible with me. The way they think and the way they talk, they're, they're compatible with Moses. <laughs> but they need to come on over into the new covenant and give me something to work with. Yeah? And you can give God something to work with in your life simply by bringing his word back to him. And you say his word and you say that only. You speak his promise, his blessing, his, his redemptive work in your life and that and that alone. And when we say that, come on, if, if we, now we get, we get that ingrained, we get that, that mentality, we start thinking like new covenant children of God instead of like lost people, then you get that in you enough and you don't have to work up your praise. You don't have to work up your worship. All right, if they'll get the drum going, get the bass going, I'll start to feel it and then I'll start to bounce a little bit. And some of you haven't even started bouncing yet. Uh, <laughs> with the bass going and everything. <laughs> if they get the right song, I start to feel a little bit and then I start to praise. How about with the right mentality, we just say, boom, I'm in right now. I'm ready to praise God and give him, give him a shout of praise anytime because I know who he has made me. I know what he has done for me. I know the past tense nature of the victory of the cross and now I'm just living in his best. I'm walking in the light as he is in the light. What a glorious day. Hallelujah. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to serve God. It's a good, amen. Say, yeah, but our world, huh? yeah, but the COVID, <laughs> yeah, but the government, but the president, but the, the, I know we can talk, and a lot of it may be true, but the spirit of God has nothing to say to you about it. If we're dwelling on that, thinking on that, oh, have you seen the rising numbers? Have you seen the cases? Well, he's not, he, you're not going to get the glory of God on you when you talk about it. So if you talk about it, let it be brief and then change subjects. Yeah. And then get back on to, to, to reality of who we are. Christ. Now the spirit of God's working with you again. And we need him, don't we? Come on. We need him to work with us. I need him to work with me every day. Not just when I'm preaching. I need him to work with me every single day at all times. And so I've got to think right. I've got to think according to the new ways. Amen? New covenant, better promises. That's who we are. Then we're prepared for his use. Then, see, he was all about preparing us to receive his best. So it's a preparation through the new birth. It's a preparation through then speaking from that place and having the right mentality. Now he can use us. If all, my, all I'm doing is talking about what's wrong and how hard it is. Oh, we're all going through problems. You know, that kind of stuff. If that's what comes out of my mouth, he doesn't have any use, any way to use me. 
Everybody with me? So I think most of us are on the same page. We not only want to have a personal relationship with God, but once you have that, you want to, you want to spread the news. You want to be used of God. You want to, Lord, use me in some way. And he can use us to the degree that we're on the same page as him. We have the same port. Amen? Amen. Preparation is key. Amen. 